Welcome to another episode of Lyrically Provoked. I'm your host, James Phillip. I take small pieces of song lyrics, parts of pop culture, and little bits of literature and give you some different ideas and thoughts that maybe the original author didn't intend. You can follow me on Instagram and YouTube at jamesphillip313 or download these anywhere podcasts are available. With that being said, let's jump on in. So shout out to Big Mac for sending this one to me. We're doing a listener request today by G. Erbo called PTSD. <coughs> and we'll jump into that one in a second. Make sure you hit follow and subscribe on YouTube and Instagram on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, wherever you're listening. Make sure you keep checking out YouTube. I'm going to be dropping more and more content out there first. So if you want to be the first up on it, you're going to have to get on YouTube and Instagram is probably the second best place. Either way, jump on both of those, hit follow, share with a friend, and let's keep growing the show. So today we're going to do a listener request. Shout out to Big Mac for dropping the referral on me for a song by G Herbal called PTSD. Before we get started, make sure you subscribe on YouTube and follow me on Instagram. I will be dropping a lot of my new content there first. So make sure you get out and subscribe and follow and you'll be the first to get the notifications. Now that we got that out of the way, let's jump into some lyrics. So two good, so two good lines right from the get go. I prove you wrong, I made it out of here. I don't belong, I see my past everywhere. You know, it's in the, one of those things that I feel like no matter where you come from, you have done things that you're you're running from that you're trying to leave behind and in some way there's like a rope tied to you and you drag those skeletons around no, no matter where in the hell you go um you know where i came from you know everyone was talking talking about getting out of there and you know not everybody did i was lucky enough or fortunate enough to change my life and and move on to something bigger and better so i, I for me personally that means something um but i think we're always feel like we belong somewhere better or somewhere else and it's just are we gonna do something about it you know are you gonna do something about it if you know there's a better life for you what are you doing to create that life if you're sticking around the same neighborhood with the same people and they're going nowhere man those people are just you know liabilities at the end of the day unless they're trying to push you along to reach your goals and to help you create a better life but you know, a lot of people don't want you to create a different life or a better life because they know that means you're going to leave them behind. And in their own selfish ways, they might even try to sabotage you because they they don't want you to leave. So the good people are going to push you knowing that you might move on to bigger and better things and they'll be happy for you. But man, there's a lot of people out there that would rather just hold you down. It's, it's almost like when you're dating somebody and you're trying to get fit and they're like, well... I'd rather just have you fat. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it's like they'd rather have you fat because they don't want other people to be attracted to you, right? It's they're, They'd rather hold you back and it's really self-serving on their own part. And you know, I always think that's funny because I've heard that from people a few times in life where, you know, they, they would rather keep their significant other not quite in shape because they didn't want them getting all this attention and whatnot. And people can be extremely damn selfish at the end of the day and... Your friends, your family, everyone will do it at some point. Not everyone, but there's people in your circles that will either try to hold you down or they won't purposely try to help you move up, knowing that they like the way things are and they like you and their life exactly that way and they want they just want to keep things the same way forever. 
and you realize you can't you know you're living a certain way in your 20s and at some point you want to grow the hell up and, and go live a different life and if you're hanging around with a bunch of people that like living that way and they're going to be living like they're 22 when they're 45 there ain't nothing you can do about that you know if you got bigger dreams and you want to grow up and be an adult the only way to really escape that is just to get away from those people because they're going to just keep dragging you back in that hole and while you know there's something more out there for you that you deserve better it's just hard to do when you're surrounded by quicksand you know a quick line i like this line it goes i got a war zone inside of my head you know there's days when i don't know if you ever there's a movie called falling down it's old movie with michael douglas and i, I just think everyone's got those days where like no matter where you go like i was having a bad day one day and i went to chipotle grill and I get up there and the dude's like, we're out of chicken. And I'm like, how the hell are you out of chicken? And he's like, we just are. You know, you can wait five minutes. <laughs> it's like, just adds on to your day of everything's going wrong. And, you know, as worse things, like I, I went to pick up the mail and I was expecting a whole bunch of cash to come in, uh, invoices. You know, we were owed a crap ton of money in our companies and no one ever pays their bills on time. And, you know, I get to the mailbox, I check the mailbox, and, you know, there's like 20 grand in the mailbox. And there should be like 200 grand in the mailbox. And none of these people want to pay their bills on time. So, you almost have like a shotgun racking sound in your head. And I'm not, I don't mean that by violence. I'm not saying I was thinking about like shooting anybody. That's not what I'm saying. It's just, you get this like sound in your head. So like, I'm just, I got a war in my head right now. It's a war zone because everything's going wrong. Everyone's pissing me off. Everyone that says they were going to do something didn't do it. The people that said they were going to do something did it wrong or screwed it up. And it's like literally enough to just drive you crazy. And it was like, you know, those days I went to Chipotle Grill and they're out of chicken. And then, you know, I went to the bank and then they screwed stuff up. And I'm there for 45 minutes and I was already running 15 minutes late. And in your head, it's just like you can feel like someone poured a can of Coke on your head. And it's kind of like just fizzing. And you just feel like you got that war zone in your head. And it's like, just one of those days when you just like start barking at people and snapping at people for like no damn reason. Like you could, you could be out at a restaurant and someone grabs like two napkins and you're like, why the hell are you grabbing two napkins? <laughs> like just biting and snapping at everybody because the whole day just goes wrong. And you hope not to have many of those days, but it seems like the days that you're having the worst days is when people like to test you. And my recommendation is just don't test people in general because, you know, they're, they're going to break out that number two pencil <laughs> and uh, they're going to they're gonna give you a, an exam right back. So another line that pops up, it goes, loyalty, rock died, showed them what it really mean. I can't sleep because it's a war zone in my head. Well, repeated that line, but the a line above it that talks about loyalty, I just feel like it's just a dying breed and I feel there's just people that tell you they have your back and they never had your back. Uh, it's, it's as bad as those people that when you're trying to do something and they may have not have said you can't do it, but they never said you could do it. And then 10 years later when you're like blowing up, they're like, oh my God, I knew all along you were going to make it. No, you didn't. In fact, where in the hell have you been for the last decade? So it's like, 
the loyalty, even on, like, people talk about day ones all the time. I see so many people that claim, like, these people are my day ones. And it's often those people that are holding them back because they grew a lot and all their old friends didn't. They're like the same old people doing the same things that haven't learned anything new that are going nowhere. Yeah, they might have been down since day one, but you outgrew them probably 10 years ago, man. And then you watch like, are they really, really loyal? And you realize it's like, you know, they need you more than you need them. That's not loyalty. That's like, that's necessity. That's maybe a little bit of fear that I'm gonna lose my meal ticket or whatever they're getting out of life from you. Like, if you're ever in that spot where people need you a lot more than you need them, you need to think about that whole scenario. At that point, day ones don't matter because we're not even talking about loyalty. That's not loyalty. They're, they're just trying to eat, right? It's, it's almost like a business relationship at the end of the day. And there's just been times when I've, I've seen that happen in certain circles where people act like they're down, but they're only down because they're getting paid, because they want something, because they know you have access to something that they want or they need. And that doesn't always mean loyalty, man. That A lot of times that means as soon as you walk away that your name's the first to come out of their mouths because they're already talking crap. And there's a lot of fake loyalty out there at the end of the day. It, it's really hard. You're gonna be lucky if you have like one good friend your whole life that you can trust, that'll have your back, that's not gonna talk crap about you, that's not gonna judge you, that's gonna be there to pick you up when you're down, that, you know, it's gonna come at two o'clock in the morning with the shovel bleaching gloves that come dig that hole. Like, you might have one friend like that. And to be honest, on a long enough timeline, even they will probably disappoint you. But, you know, the thought when you're surrounding yourself with all these people and you think there's like great loyalty, you know, don't be silly, man. You're lying to yourself. You know, if you got five people around you that you think are down and loyal, maybe one is. The problem is, it reminds me of like the movie Departed when Jack Nicholson was trying to figure out who the rat was, you know. You look around... And you're supposed to be be surrounded by all these guys that are like down for you, but you know one of them is a, is a damn rat. And that's like real life too. You gotta look around your circle and go, well, who's a rat? How many rats we got around here? Like throw some cheese out and, and see who comes to eat. Because at the end of the day, they're only there to eat. They're not there because they're that deep of a friend. It's It's more like a business relationship at the end of the day. And it's... Sometimes you don't realize that until you get screwed over. And so what I'm saying is try to figure out who the rat is before you get screwed over. It's a line I really like right here. A million dollars ahead. I am still angry and seeing red. I feel like we get some success or a little bit of success and then we feel like we made it. And then we start to lose our drive. We start to lose our motivation. And you can't do that. You basically need to have a lead foot and you need to keep that pedal stomp down to the ground and never stop. Um, I just, we, we get, we get this a little bit of success, sometimes big success. And you realize it's almost like for a moment, it doesn't last forever. And if you don't keep having crazy high ambition, you just fall off, especially in the music game though, right? What is harder than trying to get your magic back? It's hard enough to find magic in the first place. Most artists never will. But imagine being on top of the game, sinking down to the bottom, 
and then getting back on top. How many stories have you ever heard like that? I don't know of many. Not a lot of people have come back from the dead. If they got a wave, you got to ride that wave to the bitter end unless you're extremely talented and you're Eminem or, you know, Jay-Z where you can just put out hit after hit after hit after hit for 20 years. But that's not most people, man. It's in anything in life, when you got that wave, you just got to ride it and you need to keep your foot on the pedal and don't stop. The second that you get up and you start to chill a little bit, you may never get it back. Trying to rediscover your magic, trying to find that magic. It's called magic for a reason, dude. You ain't got some magic pixie dust in your trunk that you can just go sprinkle on things and get all, get all your hype back. It's, you've seen this in the business world. You know, I've seen it hell in sports. I've seen it in just about everything where when you're on top, you just got to ride it all the way to the end. It's, you know, you got one year of success and then you start to chill. You might've had six years of success, but you started to chill and trying to get that momentum back nearly impossible. So you got to go blazing all the way to the end. And once you know the end is coming, you need to start figuring out what's next. You can't just let everything die. Whatever momentum you have, you got to try to ride that into the next wave. Maybe it's a new business adventure. Maybe it's something completely different. But when you have momentum, you know, don't wait till it's all gone to finally take action. It's just so easy to sit back and say, I made it. It's like that dude that just ran the football back 99 yards and he's holding the football back, teasing the guy like, ha ha. And then he smacks it out of his hand right before he crosses into the end zone. Yeah, don't be that person. It's, you don't want to be looking at the highlight reel and be watching the football getting smacked out of your hand at the one yard line. That's probably got to be the worst feeling in the world. <laughs> you know, here's a line that reminds me of a couple things in life. It goes, when my homie was bleeding out, another homie went in his pockets. Um, you know, you see that in movies when they, you know, they kill somebody and then they, they take all their stuff. It's even worse when it's like one of your own people taking your stuff. But um, I've seen that happen when people passed away. How fast, like, family members you haven't heard from in years show up trying to get that money. Trying to get in the person's house to get their belongings and stake a claim. And I try to paint that picture. I tell people... When you die, what's it gonna look like? Um, you know, I mean, I was thinking about that and that actually inspired a joke on Instagram I did. And I said, it's gonna be embarrassing when the, when the estate sale happens when I die because they're gonna open up my top drawer and they're gonna find like some tacos and crap in there. And um, I'm always doing taco jokes, like I love tacos. But I was, before that, I was actually thinking about that thought of like, when you die, what's it gonna look like? Who is gonna come out of the woodwork all of a sudden and try to get you know belongings and i've seen that happen to people and it's like you know even uncles and, and you know cousins come out of the woodwork you haven't seen them in 20 years and acting like you know i love them so much i mean you love them so much where you been 20 years but they knew that you know their grandfather or something had a coin collection that was worth a lot of money so now they're and they're trying to get that stuff and you know I, you know, heard, you hear those stories of, you know, the wife was with the husband in the hospital, like on his, you know, deathbed. And by the time, like, he passes away and she deals with everything at the hospital and she comes home, people are already, like, broken the house and, and took a bunch of stuff. It's like people are crazy like that. And 
you know, I always try to paint that picture of what is it going to look like when you pass away and think about who would do that to you. And then it's like, you might start to think about who you spend time with and who you're friends with and who you may just cut out of your life. Again, there's so many people that just stick around because they need you. Um, you're their source of income or life, or they know when they get into trouble that you're going to bail them out or they're sticking around for some reason other than their family or they love you or they have your back. So I always tell people, think about that. Like, you know, just, just think about if, uh, if you died today, who would be rummaging through your house and knowing that you're not dead, you need to reconfigure some relationships based on what you just discovered. Last line, I'm going to finish this one out. It's a little oozy line that goes draining all of my energy. No, I cannot sleep. Man, I, I feel like there's a lot of people that look at you as a battery or like you're a generator and you're like an emotional battery and they're just going to come plug in whenever they feel like it and they're going to drain you. It's the people that are constantly complaining about their, their husbands or wives or boyfriends or girlfriends. It's they're always complaining about things that you just don't care about. No one I got to saw a post on Instagram and someone's like, you know, post the picture of the person that your ex cheated on you with or whatever. And it was like a whole thread of people like posting pictures of the cheating person. And it's like, why do you care? Like it's, it's it, you, you said you broke up with them like six months ago and you're still talking about this move on Jesus. Do you not have anything else going on in your life? And it's the same people that cause problems in their own life, that make dumb decisions, and then they go complain to you all the time. They do stupid things at work and they come and complain to you. They do stupid things in a relationship. They come and, play and com complain to you. They make bad decisions with their money and then they come complain to you like, you know, I'm broke. Well, if you're broke, then why'd you go to the Michael Kors store? You know, if you're broke, why were you out with your bros all night drinking? You spent 200 bucks at the club, like, and then you want to come to me and complain that you got money issues? Like, at some point, like, I, I'm not your emotional charging station that you're going to plug in and drain me so you can power up. This ain't a video game, man. It's like those people, they never change. And this is why I'm always about just keeping your circle small. Like, who has access to you? The people that should have access to you are the people that don't do that. They're the ones that are... Helping you get better at life, that are motivating you, pushing you to do better, not the ones that drain you. The ones that drain you shouldn't have access. They shouldn't like fire off a text and, and expect a text back in 10 minutes. They shouldn't be able to hit you up whenever they want, thinking that they can just get a response out of you. You just need to close that down. Don't give everyone access, man. There's a handful of people that deserve to have access to you. Everyone else, treat them like an acquaintance, man. Otherwise, they're just going to keep complaining about their life and it's 98% problems that they brought on themselves. And it's one of those things that you want to tell them like, hey, man, you went out with your bros last night, spent a bunch of money, got hammered, and now you're talking about you ain't got money. So how about you just set a budget and don't do that? And then they get mad that you're telling them how to make their life better. And it's like, okay. Did you want to just vent or you are you looking for advice on how to make your life better? And if they don't want the advice to get make their life better, 
if they're just there to vent all the time, man, cut these people out. Because you know what they're saying is they know they're making the mistake. They go and make the mistake anyways, and then they want to go dump on you all day and drag you down because they made mistakes that they know they were going to make and they're going to keep making. Look, man, if you want to talk about ways to make your life better, I'm here. Otherwise, take your drama somewhere else because I don't want to listen to it. Like I got life's hard enough some days to have just getting your own stuff done and dealing with your own issues to have three or four other people in your life that are constantly complaining about all the problems they brought on themselves. It's it's draining. So stop being an emotional charging station for these people. But that's all I got for this episode. Make sure you subscribe on YouTube, follow me on Instagram, share this with a friend. We are in over 100 countries now. Show is continu continuing to blow up, and that is all because of you, because you keep sharing it, and I appreciate it. But until then, I'm going to catch you on the next one.